Ahoy, fuckers. <laughs> so, our president, our band, rolled down the parade route right down Bayshore Boulevard. But as someone pointed out to me, why is your band so lazy that they're on the float? Shouldn't they be walking? Dude, those uniforms are hot. I agree. That wasn't a pun. They're actually just warm. So Marching's hard. Well, my favorite thing <laughs> is that UCF didn't get their float in. Big fan Good. of that. Good. Hey. I brought a big old sack of doorknobs for nothing. <laughs> By the way, you Irish could buy my house. How did that happen? Like, everybody's there, everybody's having a good time, and everybody's like, hey, where's Giggity? There you go. Uh, I did that with my girlfriend and a 340-pound white guy from Williston, so that was your fault, not mine. Who's the 340-pound white guy from Williston? Kendall, the big dude. My buddy. Oh, yeah, he's cool. Yeah. I like it. So you guys just Irish on my place? Yeah, we're then? just like, oh, uh, we got to go to the other people's houses that, that you know what? We're going to go to somewhere that has solid amaretto, not that bullshit you serve. <laughs> so I have legit Trader Vic's amaretto, like straight from the Trader Vic's in Los Angeles, in the Beverly Hilton. That is where that bottle is from. No bullshit. Okay. And it has been sitting there for three years since the last time I was in Los Angeles. Well, not the last time, but like the time before the last time I was in Los Angeles. And literally nobody has touched it. Well, who the fuck drinks a whiskey sour on Gasparilla Day? It's a good question. Apparently nobody. Well, my sister doesn't go to Gasparilla, so that's about it. That's the last person on the planet that drinks whiskey sours. Well, A, there's a Trader Vic's in Atlanta. That's a little closer. Oh, okay. B, that's actually where I watched uh, USF beat Notre Dame that one year. Trader Vic's a bar? Strangely enough. Yeah. Uh, just tying uh, it back into... Uh, I thought it was like Trader Joe's. Like, who gives a shit where it's from? No, <laughs> no, it's like a thing. Oh, Trader okay. Vic's they have like the thing. best Mai Tais in the world. Yeah. They're like the creators, I don't know. The, the people that invented the Mai Tai, yeah. Oh. It's in the Beverly Hilton in LA. Nate. That's where they started. All right, well, I'll see that when we play UCLA in 2029. Wouldn't that be nice? So, so Gatsby's over. That went well. And USF men's basketball before Gasparilla to celebrate the holiday won. I said we weren't going to talk about it until they win, and they go and goddamn win. <laughs> they won a game. They know. They just know. In so, fact, we, we sent men's basketball over the plank last podcast, and as I was editing it, like, oh, shoot, they're going to win this game. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> they won. So, But have they won since? They play, they're playing in, like, 30 minutes here. Huh. So no. Like a game night. I'm probably going okay. But, like, look, they're not going to pitch the shutout in conference play. And I think that's basically all you can ask. Tulio De Silva no longer on the team. But for some reason, in some way, somehow, that seemed to help. The Bulls pulled two with their victory, a record of 8-13, and 1-7 and seven in the American Conference. But that one is better than a zero, that's for sure. They had a 23-point lead at one point, somehow managed to win by five. But I believe it's still called a victory. Neat. Neat. Um, when you have one scholarship player from last year's team on this year's team, and you get a win. That's a good thing. So do a callback. Uh, you said it was Tulio De Silva? Yes. Is he still on the roster? No. Oh, weird how fast they got him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when you talk shit about USF, uh, they, they, they removed you from the roster you. instantly. But if you uh, maybe have some charges and some things, they don't. So what's also not great is that was the first victory out of the state of Florida for USF since December 1st, 2016. Wow, oh, and it, and it happened in the central time zone, so it did, they even got out of the time zone because it was at Tulane. Maybe that's what we need. Just if not we, playing. If we play everything in Greenwich Mean Time, undefeated. <laughs> no, we've never lost a game. Nope. Outside of outside of four time zones. There we go. <laughs> no, actually, no, that's not true. 
because we've played in Alaska before. So the we win? Uh, I think we won and we lost. It was like a three-game tournament. Okay. It was like well, Javi Pascal was here. Those are cool. Yeah. Fun. We're undefeated in Polynesia. Undefeated <laughs> in Polynesia. And Africa. I've never lost a game in Africa. I don't think we've ever lost a game in Europe. Although, no, they went on that European tour, but that didn't really count. They went to Italy one oh, year. So, like, you know the, they took all those That's people to said. Spain, and literally none of them are on the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and when they fundraised their asses off for that thing, too. I was like, did they go? Oh, jeez. Yeah, they did went. They, did they come back? Most yes. of them. Well, that's fine. <laughs> so that's a thing. But uh, seriously, like, no joke. Like, as we said before, it is your minus two for this team. We don't care if they win a game. I don't. I mean, I should care, but I really don't care. Like, just do the best you can with what you got. Get through the season. Go get some better players. Get it fixed. It's your minus two. And congratulations for not having the ignominy of going 0-18 in conference play, guys. That's awesome. I take the Florida Gator approach to fandom when it comes to college sports. Um, I pay attention to football. Call me when somebody else wins a championship, and then I'll act like I've been a fan for like 10 years. Okay, baseball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, baseball. Exactly. And, yeah, and basketball. Speaking of baseball. What about him? Don't we have one hell of a pitcher coming up? I don't know. So Shane's going to start the first game Friday night um, in, what, two weeks? Is that two weeks or three weeks? I think it's three weeks. It's like three weeks, so they're really good. Um, we don't we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, they finally started <laughs> tweeting some stuff out. They did their media day. I didn't go. Nate went, but he's at the basketball game right now being responsible because somebody needs to cover that team. Yeah. Nate, instead of coming down here, went to the Sun Dome to oh, they have free food at the Sun Dome too. Didn't you tell them to? I said, yeah, I said actually you should go <laughs> cover the game. I actually told him that I was like, between the two, like Giggity or Anthony and I can handle uh the podcast. What are you doing? I was going to say we can handle the podcast, and then you literally take the wire and put it between the two microphones like a schmuck. Of the backup. But you, you <laughs> took the line and just ran it through. Maybe you on. can't be trusted anymore. I've hid things in your house I didn't even know about. Oh, I you know what? You left too early. I had a gift for you, too. What'd you, what? I had, some crown, I had some Crown Royal glasses for you. Oh, yeah, because I need more of those. But these are like official and really nice ones. Yeah, no, I, I get the same Christmas pack every year. So they're nicer than anything. They're nicer than your damn Yetis that you run around with everywhere. Oh, yeah. You knockoff Yetis. You're knockoff Yetis. I'll which, be. by the um, way, actually, I use knockoff Yetis. Actually, the little one is a Yeti. Really? Yes, but the big one is an Arctic because Arctic is better quality and cheaper. It's true. Seriously, mm-hmm. preach, preach. Like, if everybody's out there like with all the Yetis and all that kind of stuff, no. honestly, get an Arctic. They're better. They're cheaper. Uh, a third of the price. Yeah. You know they, what I mean? It's like way better. I just, just better. yeah, I just like them better all around. And don't give me this made in the USA bullshit. Yetis are made in China. They are made in the USA because they're designed in Austin, just like Arctic's. Right. Exactly. So don't worry about that. Women's basketball, Maria Jesperson was named player of the week for the first time in her career, which is really nice because she's a great kid and has been a really reliable player for women's basketball. They got the win over, uh, Temple, Temple, who is not good this year. They're all like way down, which is nice because there's been some tension between the Bulls and the Owls over the last couple of seasons. So it's nice to see Temple kind of suck really bad. They kind of got their doors blown off again by USF last Sunday. Kitty Lotson missed a free throw because, of course, because everybody started paying attention. Because everyone started paying attention. What did she do? She misses her first free throw. Of course. Uh, Joey Knight tweets about it. Derek Sharp says something about it on the radio. Right. And then Insta snap janks. It happens right away. So anyway, she still leads the nation and she's missed two all season. I think she's at like 57 of 59 or 58 of 60 or something like that at this point. 
I think it's okay that she missed one, but she did break her streak. But when that's the most interesting thing, that's part of the problem with women's basketball in this conference. Nobody's ever beating UConn. We're really good. We're definitely the second best team, and everybody else is just meh, meh. So you do consider it because nobody beats UConn that you sometimes get the best from every other player in the conference? Absolutely. We get everyone's best shot. And Jose knows that too. He's like, we're gonna, we take everybody's best shot because they know they can't beat UConn, but we, they can beat us. <laughs> and they feel like they can beat us. And so they take a punch, and that's how they end up losing so, the game. They lose the Wichita hmm. State game this year, but they can still run out. Second half of the schedule is definitely easier than the first. So they still have a chance to go 15-3 and three here, which would be nice. So we're like the Missouri – and the SEC West of the ACC. Right. <laughs> Missouri slash Vandy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the East, yeah. Like, they're not beating Vandy, but they can take it out on us. <laughs> right. Baseball starts here in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, softball starts. They got picked third or, or fifth, almost. Like, they didn't get picked I don't think super it was, high. Yeah, it wasn't great. wasn't great, which, but it's Kenny, so we get. Yeah, he'll show up. He'll figure it out. Yeah. They always do. They'll find a pitcher. They'll be okay. Otherwise... I just have some general questions. This is a good week to talk about like general questions about USF. So we hear about all this money coming in and all these things. We're trying to raise $10 million so we can put a shovel on the ground for this indoor facility that we desperately need. Mm-hmm. So we hear about the million-dollar gift that we got, which apparently there's a way that you can borrow against that and then like pay 4% interest, basically, from the foundation on that. Has anybody heard anything about some of the other things that we're trying to fundraise for lately, like a rowing team down in the Sarasota campus or other, I mean, we heard that they were going to add an 18th or 19th sport. And ever since that happened, I literally haven't heard boo. about any, And that was two plus years ago. Yeah. I think um, with all this what, uh, campus unification talk, mm-hmm. all the funding will change dramatically since we're no longer separate institutions. Our athletic programs all get folded together. If that happens. if It seems like it's going to happen. Now. It does look like it's heading in that direction. But I, I just, I still worry that things are not progressing as quickly as we need them to progress. Are you talking about fundraising for? Just athletics in general. I just, you know. I think with USF, it is... The mindset of slow and steady wins a race has proved true in past years mm-hmm. because we did we tend to get ahead of put the horse ahead of, in front of the carts mm-hmm. or in front of the horse however mm-hmm. um, we get really really good and then we can't sustain success and the money dries up mm-hmm. so I think right now they're being very cautious saying listen we're going to do this long term here's you know here's this plan we're going to build infrastructure mm-hmm. and not just have people throw money at us when we're good because it's going to be feast or famine. Like it always has been. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're for once the athletic department has a plan. That would be nice to see. Plans are good. I like plans. How do you feel about USF's place in the community right now? Cause you're probably a little, you're up there every day. You see it. Like, do you feel like people are as happy and proud to be bulls as they were in 2007? I think that it's coming back. Um, I think it was such a shock, and it came almost out of left field in 2007, mm-hmm. that it was just, back then it was, you know, Florida's number one, Florida State's, you know, top ten, and then all of a sudden you've got the school that the the image is you couldn't get into Florida and Florida State, so you had a USF. That was, It may not have been true, but that, that was perception back then. Mm-hmm. And now we're up there playing with the big boys. We're ranked ahead of them. Right. So that was just a burst of pride. 
I don't think it's at that level, but once again, I think this is a sustainable amount of pride in your school because we are consistently good for the first time in a long time. You agree with that? Yeah. Uh, I, with all the building happening on campus, it's it's actually more it's more difficult to get in. You have a lot more students who have a lot more pride in their school from when I went there. I definitely see it in the students. Now, it's getting them to engage in actual attendance that I think is the issue, but it's there. And there's a lot more people wearing USF gear than they are wearing any other gear. It just I don't it's see cold that right well. now, so you see hoodies ahoy. That's but, true, yeah. But it's when you when it's not cold, when you see them every day, are they wearing just a t-shirt? Are they wearing a hat or you know just something normal? Cuz right now, I I mean, it's everybody's head to toe USF because it's easy to go to the bookstore, spend Grab twenty something. bucks on a champion he- uh, hoodie, and then call especially it when you get the bookstore advance from the from your st- student aid, so you can go to the bookstore and actually buy gear with the money you're supposed to use to buy books, and then just pay it back when your student loan check comes in. Yeah, yeah. it's actually oh, a yeah. thing. So like, so that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And it's since it's early in the semester, yeah, people can still do that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I don't think anybody expected it to be this cold for this long. Right, so. but if you're buying gear now, you're also I mean, when do, when do the sales start? When are we getting sales on this Under Armour stuff? First of all, season tickets today, over 400 season ticket accounts, not tickets, but actual accounts. There's over 1,200 t- individual tickets. 1,200 individual yeah. tickets got renewed today because everybody wants the game-used jersey. Shockingly, USF gave away 300 game-used jerseys of the first 300 people to renew today. I wonder why. Oh, that's right, because the jerseys are... Bye-bye. No. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you to yeah. Adidas for... Uh, for their new gear, but people are renewing. I, I think the renewal rate should be really good. The homes, if you were, if you bought season tickets last year to, for that bad schedule, you'll buy season tickets this year for a good one. Yeah. You know, and the team has proven at this point that they're worth the investment, that they're worth the time. So if you paid last year and the prices are the same this year, why wouldn't you renew? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I, I think they've got a chance and an opportunity to maybe even grow that high a little bit this year, which would be nice. And I think they're a little ahead of the game this year. Last year, it, it felt like they were sort of, Oh, you know, shit, it, we got to put season tickets out. But now right. I started getting emails a month or two ago, and then I started getting more and more. And not the annoying ones from my personal rep, who's just like, hey, you know, whenever you want to renew, whatever. These were nice, polished media. Who's your rep? John Lewis is my rep. I love John Lewis. I worked with John. John Lewis was there before I went to USF for years and years and years and has been there since I left. He's, he's, he's persistent. He's the only consistent guy that I've seen. He's my rep, too. Only consistent guy that I've seen. Is he the only rep? No, it's the only one I've ever talked to. But everybody else, I, I've noticed that some names have changed. But John's always been consistent. John and, is, and John's like uh, is an institution at the university at this point. Like he has the knowledge and has been. I mean, he was selling tickets for the inaugural season in 1997. So like he goes back to 96 at least. So he's King Dingling. He is King Dingling. That's 20 some years right there. Eesh. So he's been there forever. Well, maybe they only put account. him on the important accounts. And why would he be on yours then? Because I've been an account holder as long as you have. Well, you know what? I have not had an account for five years, six years. I don't know about season tickets in forever. But I got to buy them this year. But I got to buy them this year because I'm not taking a credential this year. Yeah. I'm taking a credential to the women's basketball tournament. In I was going to say, the, the last time I sat with you the last time. You and, season tickets? Yeah, we sat in club seats. They were terrible. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Never doing that. That was the last time I sat. Well, now they have liquor, so I may do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that changes things. Changes everything. Yeah, because like spend more money per game. You know, that's the worst part, though. It's like the liquor prices are just, it's outrageous. Yeah, I can get a margarita for 14 bucks. 
sucking those down. You won't be able to feel your feet, but that's because of diabetes. That was See, the price of one beer at NHL All-Star Weekend. So, yeah, I, I was at the um, – I did a whole bunch of stuff for social media All-Stars for the NHL All-Star Weekend, and, like, I think it was 16 bucks for a 24-ounce beer. Jesus. And it was, like, Coors Light, Mick Light. Mo- We're not talking, like, some gourmet micro brew. like 75 cents an ounce. Right. Right. But I also got a selfie with the Stanley Cup. I could have done that on USF's campus and for free on my way to, right. Chick- on my way to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yes. So they, but they were, it was like $16 beers at the NHL event. And which by the way, city of Tampa, a fantastic well job by you. Well done. Really, really good. Um, great event. I think everybody had a great time this weekend. The Gasparilla thing did not turn into a tire fire. As it we didn't. were told. I was it was perfect. pleasantly surprised. Now, really, really perfect weather. It wasn't Super Bowl. That's what everybody's worried about because when they did it with the Super Bowl, it turned into a disaster and they'll Plus never do that again, right? But um, for this one, yeah, get together. No, well done. I liked it. I think uh, hockey fans know how to drink. Boy, do they ever. But NFL fans, not so much. Uh, and this is a working theory that I've had for years. The difference between NFL fans and college fans is college fans tend to be more educated because they at least kind of went to the college or are associated with somebody who went to college. NFL fans are just kind of Okay, I'm from Podunk, Oklahoma. I'm going to be a Cowboys fan. Okay, so as an Eagles fan, oh boy, I will say that I would say most Eagles fans pretty somewhere ahead of most, I don't know, Alabama fans. Okay, you're cherry picking. I mean, I'm picking the best of the best in the world. Eagles fans are probably the most hardcore, diehard, knowledgeable in the NFL. Let me ask you a question. Of the large fan bases. You have Rocky. Yes. Who is the most famous uh, football movie guy you guys got? Vince Papali, probably. Who was he was played by Marky Mark? Who is a Patriots fan? Oh, and even your goddamn famous people are Patriots fans. Good job. Uh, yeah, didn't even think about that. So but the spread's down to like four in some places. Ooh. Eagles got shots, or at least the, at least the money says the Eagles have a shot. Well, the refs say they don't. That's true too, and neither, and so does New York in the instant replay. Yeah. And so does everything else, and yeah. So, what else should we discuss? We should probably keep this somewhat USF related. Oh, let's talk. No recruiting. Yeah, you know, let's talk recruiting football. Let's talk football. Is that today or tomorrow? It's next week. Next week. Next Wednesday is National Signing Day. So, Vito, next Wednesday is National Signing Day. Break out your fax machines, even though there's like only three spots available. And most kids don't know what a fax machine is. That's right. But you, you know, actually, you don't need a fax machine anymore. You can actually sign by digitally and on a PDF. They have it set up, but just... That sounds much fun. Right, exactly. That's what everybody says. So they no, still keep the gotta, fax machine you going. Some, you had a grandma take you down to the local public library, wait in line, and then send your uh, send your letter, your LOI. Yeah. So, um, Vito, who are we getting? Like, who are these like last three kids that are going to slide in the door? And are any of them like super great and going to change our program? Uh, yeah, uh, they're all on the defensive side on the ball. Surprise, surprise. What about the new kid I hear about? He's a phenom. He's a freshman. His name's uh, Flinton Quowers. <laughs> <laughs> Flinton Quowers or Clowers will uh, be competing for hello mustache. <laughs> so uh, I would say that the early signing period seems to be like a uh, good thing, at least. As USF is standing, mm-hmm. seeing as they've signed the majority of their class already. Yeah. The overwhelming majority of their class. They signed how many kids already? How many kids put pen to paper? 25. So 25. So you would think 25 is the cap. 
Fortunately, you can gray shirt, you can backdate some kids, there's some ways to move around. So you can only put 25 in a year, but you can count kids that did count last year towards this year, and then you can also defer some kids. And then there might be one or two academic casualties as well, and those kids don't even get to school in the first place. So there is a limit of 25, but it is a very soft, flexible limit, kind of like the NFL NBA salary cap, rather. Like, very pliable. So who are these kids coming in, and why should we care? So uh, the big one that we have is defensive tackle out of Admiral Farragut Academy, John Waller. Uh, he is a three-star, six four two ninety, big guy in between. We we, we know we're losing Deidre and Sonat. A lot of people think John Waller can be that type of athlete. Wow, if not a little bit stronger. Whoa. Uh, defensive end uh, out of George Jenkins and Lakeland, Jordan Dominic, six three two ten is another signee that USF is expecting to sign, and another defensive tackle, Tyrone Barber out of Venice, uh, a three-star, 6'3", 275. So you see they're getting tall guys, big guys, some some nice beef on both sides of the lines in this recruiting class, which is a little different than what we've seen in the past. So Jordan Dominic signs with USF out of George Jenkins High School, and we're building a Publix on campus. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. Yeah, Do we no. land that kid if we know the public's on campus? No. How close is that thing to done, by the way? You guys are up there. Uh, they just put uh, they just leveled all of the dirt and they're starting to pour the foundation. But the uh, deli's already uh, built. Yeah, they got to stand what? outside. They're just building it. No, you idiot. They were just... Don't tease me like that. I was like, did they just build a standalone deli until they get the whole thing built? Because I would. Yes. I'd roll up there. Dude, yeah. the app, you, you with the app and a public's on campus every single day. Oh, I'm going to die. You're going between to that die. and Chick Fil A. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, I mean, amazing. I cut my feet off. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, that's sort of, by the way. Uh, to our numbers, we have three available spots. Those are the three hard commits that are not signees. So, in theory, it shouldn't be too crazy of a national signing day, and we should have a very full class for Stampede 2018. In fact, your coaching staff is out on the road recruiting for Stampede 19 and 20 already nice so well yeah i mean we, we actually uh got a what an extra year jump yeah we're already done pretty much so i would yeah. say early signing period was a fair success for usf no for sure and when you are in the group of five you would think that the early signing period would hurt you because kids are going to be able to sort of pick through a little bit more and say hey you know maybe i'll i'll sign early if a good school comes after me but then i'll you know sign late if a group of five school comes in at the last minute but Somehow, some way, Charlie Strong managed to keep it together. And I think it is right now the second best class in the American Conference behind Luke Fickle, who has apparently recruited the entire state of Ohio from like, you know, Jack Nicholas to John Kasich is like kind of what's going on. That is true. Cincinnati is overwhelming number one. What about Lance Armstrong? Is he from Ohio? All astronauts are from Ohio. Something about you said Lance Armstrong, not Neil Armstrong. They're all from Ohio. <laughs> the Armstrongs are bound to Ohio. Lance Armstrong is from Texas. You're from Texas. <laughs> So, with the added kids, is USF going to be able to sustain their spot as the second best class? Seems like it from the ratings that we can see that I'm looking at over Vito's shoulder right now. Uh, the rest of this class, how is UCF, I guess with the transition, but like USF had a transition coach last year and still did better than seventh in the conference after... I feel like there's a little more conference behind Charlie Strong than whatever plate of donuts they have going up. Josh Eiple calling him a plate of donuts. <laughs> that is a good early shot. And the guy who's considered his hired assistant coach, a plate of donuts. In fact, if we could just get a Josh Heupel 
donuts like statue of some sort and like yeah it's like the michelin man but made out of donuts he kind of looks like o'leary so i don't know like the jokes can just kind of roll into the (laughs) 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 to be fair on ucf uh it's a numbers game they only have 15 total commits and signees um so they they don't have a lot of they they have a lot of uh players who did not graduate as usf did so that might play part into it apr issue I think they'll be fine on APR. Well, they have, what, 19 campuses. They'll be fine. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, you know, when you take 60-some thousand students, you know. Well, about 10 years ago, we had a decision to make. We realized that USF couldn't win in an arms race when it just came to bodies because Mm -hmm. we weren't in every single community college in Florida. Right. So we decided to go after academics. And, man, has that gotten us a lot of money. (laughs) Right, and in the long run, it's going to be good for the institution to not yes. go that route. But the downside is is that there are a lot of kids that are NCAA eligible that are not USF Athletics eligible. So we lose out on a lot of kids that we would normally have as recruitable athletes. That is one of the top complaints of your coaches across all sports, not just the revenue sports. Well, you don't get to be uh, Harvard on the Hillsboro by taking any old jackass. Right. So That's we are... It. Definitely, but we, I mean, if anybody enforces the academic standards at the highest level, it's USF, that's for sure. Well, that's, that's one or thing. state we, school, at least. As, as yeah. far as state schools go, is what I'm saying. Um, a directional commuter? We are yeah. no longer directional we are fight, Yeah, we are fighting that. With, we're fighting the good fight on that one. So, it's February. It's that slow time of year. Especially now with signing day not even being a thing. Like, the second signing day is just sort of like, eh. There's not a lot to do. Like, Mm-mm. you know. There's not, it's called the doldrums, man. Baseball starts in... February 16th. What about your favorite sport, volleyball? Uh, they had a signing. I think they signed on the <laughs> same day. They signed it. Yeah, they have a signing day, Nick. But I, all those kids, I think, already signed early. I don't think even Courtney even has a spot right now. So you can't play? You can't, uh, you can't slap on a wig ladybug style and go play? Believe me. I, there is zero chance that I could ever compete in that sport. I've played that sport literally for under 30. Like indoor, I've played under 30 minutes of indoor in my life. Like Harder than knees. Yeah, yeah. I just don't roll real well. I don't, I don't do the the platform and roll thing really. I, I didn't even, yeah, I, I said that like I knew what I was talking about. Yeah, it's not really a strength. Um, I've played a little bit more on the beach, but I'm still like terrible because this thing in volleyball, you have to be tall or be able to jump. I can do neither. <laughs> so yeah. not really. It's, you can't tall very well. I don't tall very well. No. Um, so it's mid February. It's post Gasparilla. We it's don't. We got, we got nothing. We got nothing. <laughs> we got nothing. So we're gonna try and make this fun. Women's basketball is up a ton on Tulsa right now. Uh, in Tulsa, second at Tulsa it was eighteen to five at the quarter break. Bulls should win that game comfortably. Hopefully, they're rounding into shape. I still don't think they've played a complete game yet. Uh, I'm not really sure what the deal is there. They certainly have their moments where they look like. The flashes. They have flashes of like, oh man, this team could be yeah, really good, but they then, can't string together forty minutes. Really, it's now eighteen to ten, so five zero run for Tulsa. But I'm not, I'm not worried about them. They'll be fine. I think they're a tournament team, but they're a, somewhere between a six and a ten seed. Um, and that's okay. That's fine for where they are and what they want to be this year. I got nothing. Yeah, that's it. This man. is the worst. Like this uh, is the like, worst yeah. time of year. Why are people listening to this? Yeah, I would stop. You get next week. Should we just like? Do we get any, any, any questions? Anybody got questions? Uh, we haven't had any. Oh, uh, hmm? okay. Here's one. Out. All right. Let's... Okay. 
Uh, from Street Dojo at Street Dojo. Update on the funding for the practice facility. Damned if we know. Like, you guys, any major gift that's been announced, you guys already heard about. Like, I got five on it. Yeah. Shovel in the ground, yo. Like, show me a shovel. Can we afford the shovel even yet? <laughs> it's a gold shovel. We can borrow against the shovel at 4%, though. <laughs> we can borrow. But it's the credit union, so we write it off. So. Yeah, right. No, like, I... They gotta get that thing up. Like that thing, I they need to shovel in the ground for football sets. They need to shovel in the ground for Charlie leaves. Here's the thing. Charlie leaves. I mean, we're not gonna die, but how much are we gonna own? That's the question. Like, I gotta look. Like, I haven't looked at his contract uh, since he got here. I don't I, well, I think up. after the first two years, I think that's when it start, everything starts kicking in. The big numbers kick in yeah. after this season because then Texas is off the hook. So right now we're paying him a million. He's sending five hundred thousand of that back to Texas, but Texas then reimburses him like three point two million or something. Yeah, but then like that. Texas Tech fires old uh, Coach Handsome and hires Charlie Strong out of spite. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that one. That's really funny though. I have Charlie's contract in here somewhere. Else. What if Charlie Strong decides, you know what, my wife loves it here. I'm gonna stick around Tampa. I mean, I'd... open up the offense, dude. Uh, you got athletes all over the place. Put them in space. Make them win. Like you I had babysit your kids. I don't care. Stay. You had a until we don't want you anymore. You had a freak show athlete quarterback this year. You had a an incredible guy who's going to be an NFL player at running back that just didn't get utilized at all because he didn't fit your system. I understand you want to recruit to your system and that's fine, but like you got to also use the talent that's there. And I I find it unfortunate because, um. Just a waste. It just seems like an absolute waste. I think that's more of a strong thing or a Gilbert thing. I guess... A w- Six of one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm done bagging on Gilbert. Uh, everybody everybody said the same. Because it's not it's not fun anymore. It's not funny anymore. Everybody knows. Open up your goddamn offense. You have speed and you have talent. Use them, you bastard. Right. Char- I, Charlie's contract is $1 million dollars. Uh, 2017 starting January or um, January 1st this year, one million dollars. Next year, January 1st, it begins 2.5 million. Ooh. To uh, 2020, 2.6, and 2021, 2.7. So if he's he in 2021, I, I think if if he sticks around 2021 would be his last year. Right. The assistance pool this year goes up to 2.25 million. So people were asking if we had enough money to pay at the tenth assistant coach. Considering last year it was one point six million, can now we, it's two point two. Can we just hire a better OC and pay Sterling not to speak? Well, LSU <laughs> ruined that. So <laughs> if we fired Charlie after this season, fired? No, with, no, I'm saying leave without cause. Coach shall pay the university. Oh, termination by coach. There you me. go. Edit that part out. Uh, termination by university. Um, uh, Shelby, because you provide base salary to the coach set forth, provided in paragraph three, exclusive business position for, for, for a period of 20 weeks. Once again, your number one contract law contract podcast. Law so basically, if we pay him off, we owe him 20 weeks salary at probably 2.5 million. So it's not can, terrible. Not terrible. It's like a million bucks. We paid worse for longer. We paid way worse for way longer for way dumber. And they stuck it in mm-hmm. Louisiana. Right. So, you know, it'll be fine. Um, and if Charlie did leave after the season, he owed us like more than he actually made here in his entire tenure. So there you go. Uh, nobody else talked to us, so let's uh, piggyback some questions on Nate's uh, AMA. Well, maybe we should uh, send okay. that out a little. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that was. 
Bulls Nathan Espion is a stupid idiot and thought the men's game started at 7. But nope, it's 8.30, so ask him anything. Here's a question. What's it like to be a big idiot? Well, we're, it's the worst TBH. I don't recommend it. Here's a good question. If running back death is a concern in 2018, do you think McCants splits snaps in the backfield? Why would backfield depth <laughs> be a problem when you have Jordan Cronkite, um, Trayvon Sands, uh, 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 Elijah Mack. Elijah Mack. Thank you. Um, we have all these kids. I mean, I got plenty. Uh, we're, we're fine. They're, they're fine. And, and I think Tyree, I asked that question. And Tyree yes. McCants on the bubble screen is the mo- like either as the blocker or the receiver is like one of the most lethal things that USF has. So why would we not use McCants in the space where he is? So I'm not worried about depth and backfield now. All right. Nate says he's at the basketball game right now. It's fraternity and sorority night. I see zero frats or sororities. Well, USF men's basketball, baby. Feel the fever. <laughs> like, I, I just don't. You're minus two. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You want to hold accountable? You want accountability on that? Hold the accountability straight to the president and the athletic director because they hired the last coach who put you in as big a hole as you had before, if not worse. So, like, that's where the accountability goes here. And another thing, if you're going to do this most classes are monday wednesday friday so uh those nights really? are the n- yeah most classes are monday. I, most, I had most of my classes tuesday thursday no uh most classes are monday wednesday friday the, the majority of undergrad classes are monday wednesday friday really yes there are tuesday thursday but i was gonna say I took most, of most of the classes <laughs> are monday wednesday friday so most nights of monday wednesday friday you're gonna have your kids out fake id and it party and they're not gonna go to a basketball game i thought most kids went drinking on thursday I thought that was the college night drinking night. Was that's what it was when I was at school? Well, that was twenty years ago, right? When we would we would take the Flintstone car, you know, to the bowling yeah. alley with and you'd with all Fred Wilma share the Brontosaurus steak and Star yeah, steak, yeah. right? But anyway, but no, I'm just saying. Most, I mean, when I went out, it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday because you don't have class Tuesday and Thursday, so you don't have to wake up. I don't know. I, I knew a lot of people who got away with no Friday classes, and that was kind of the goal: load never, up on Tuesday, Thursday, and if you do a Monday or Wednesday. Make sure there's no Friday attached. I was in college for like eight years. So I, don't <laughs> I didn't take a Friday class after my first year of college. Not one. Because I knew better. Like, I, the reason I was temporarily dismissed from the university for a little while. Oh, I was one of those. <laughs> I was one of those too. Was Friday classes. Like, Friday, please. <laughs> I thought I could take anthropology online. That was wrong. What was the easiest class <laughs> you took you that said? Golf. Yeah. Golf took, one and two. I took golf one and two as well. <laughs> Man, I wish you I have did. John Benson is your professor? Yeah, I love that guy. Oh, that guy was awesome. So I saw that guy. I was in Atlantis in the Bahamas. Oh, nice. I'm walking around the aquarium at the Atlantis. And son of a gun, if John Benson isn't there wearing a USF hat. Just yeah, chipping balls into the race tank. And he probably, <laughs> <laughs> that guy was a dude. That he was. was. Yeah, I hope he's I hope he's still around somewhere. Once, Yeah, once he saw you could actually play golf, you didn't even have to show up. Right, as long as you hit a ball somewhere yeah. straight. I've been playing golf most of my life, so I'd, you know. He'd be like, all right, you can go. I'm like, it was basically range practice. It was just basically oh, range practice. Oh, no, that's time. all it was. Golf one was uh, was driving range. Golf two was putting. Right. And not a lot of short game. Where can I? And I live like right. So I'd wake up, hung over, drive over, hit like half a bucket of balls, give mm-hmm. him a wink, and then go back home and go to sleep. I want. <laughs> so I never broke 85 at the claw from, from the tips. I could never break 85. Mm. But I shot a 79 at Summerfield. And that's my lowest round ever. And that was. 20 years ago i don't think i could break 100 right now i usually don't remember past the 15th hole yeah i had to make like a, i had to make like a bomb on 18 to, to break 80 and i made it it was one of the great moments of my life and i was by the way playing like 
Was I by myself? I have like one guy with me. I have like one yourself, friend. Yeah. Pretty much one friend. Yeah. Vito, what was the easiest question you took at USF? Um, uh, I, gosh, I, I can't even. I think I took a course called Survey of Jazz, and it was an online course. Ooh. I took early childhood literature online. You know what? I banged that out in about four hours, I think. Somewhere <laughs> the class that I'm most proud of getting an A in, mm-hmm. and I'm not kidding, was Intro to the Black Experience. Wow. Oh. And I looked, cause I looked through my transcripts the other day for reasons, and I'm like, God, there's a lot of C's in here. And I'm like, what the hell is this A? Intro, what the, f- I don't even remember taking that. <laughs> and apparently did really well. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I'm, and apparently it's really stuck with you as well, because you don't even remember taking the class. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Easiest, funnest class I took was uh, Intro to Astronomy. And I really, I ended up taking a bunch of extra astronomy courses. That was really fun. Can you take scuba diving? There's um, a pool, and I think you can. And I yes, you kicked can. myself in the ass the fact that I did. Because yeah. you get certified while you're taking it. You, right, you get the certification. And I never right. took that. And I, God, I wish I could. That would have been smart. Yeah. The, um, the other class that I took that um, I, I thought was the coolest, it, meant, it was easy. I did get an A. So we're just doing memory lane right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, was I took state and local government with Susan McManus during Bush <sighs> v. Gore. During Bush v. Gore in 2000. Ooh. So, like, literally, she would leave class, do a CNN go do an, spot, yeah, go do a CNN spot, go do an MSNBC spot, and then come back, like, in the middle of class. And during, like, the greatest Florida state and local election, we walked in the day after the election because it was the class went on Wednesday. We walked in the Wednesday after the election, and the chalkboard just said, Go home. And then the hmm. following, <laughs> she said, Get out of here. And then the following week, I mean, there were like literally TV cameras, the classroom, the whole thing. It was really super cool to have her teach that class. She retired, I believe, two weeks ago. Oh, they're wearing the gold jerseys today. Whee! All right, what's what's the weirdest thing that happened to you class wise when you went to USO? Because I've got a good one. Weirdest thing that happened to me class wise. Like you? Oh, yeah. I got it. Human sexual behavior with Nancy Barbara, where they would literally show a Nina Hartley porn film because she was like friends with Nina Hartley. Oh yeah, Nina Hartley's technically like a licensed sexual therapist, right? So it's not technically porn. So, but they would show like a porn, and they would give the guys like a thing to put over the like their lap so you couldn't see their erections in the middle of a co-ed class, and it was a full like. Like survey, you know, auditorium style class, legit not making this up. Other people out there will listen to this podcast and vouch for this. Basically, that's what the class was human sexual behavior. She was great. Okay. Cool class, but that actually happened. So I walk into, I want to say it's history of something about history of Florida or Florida culture or whatever. Okay. Um, and the professor is one of those funny guys. So, like, dropping some drug references. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, dropping acid one time. Blah, blah. And, you know, he's a fun guy. And we all thought it was kind of an act. Mm-hmm. until we come in one time and we have a it's not even like a TA or an assistant professor it's a straight up substitute okay and I thought that was odd for you know college right and you know some whispering I didn't really pay attention second time I come back we come back later that week and he's not back still so I you know I lean over to a class friend I'm like hey what happened they're like they look at me you know big eyes you don't know I'm like no is he dead what they're like google his name I'm like just tell me you're google his name all right Google's name. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, I, I'm not going to say his name because it's not hard to figure out who he is. He had been arrested for fighting a prostitute over crack in a Gainesville hotel room. This is a terrible podcast. 
Leave that in. Leave that in. This sucks. This is the worst thing ever. Anyway, we good? This is the worst podcast we've ever done. It's the oh. worst. It's not the worst we've ever done. It's the worst we've done in a while. Yeah, we've well, actually done worse. This isn't this. our fault. But check, here's the thing: check any sports website, it sounds way better yeah. because we're in the right room with the right audio, and it's not going to sound creepy and weird like the last couple did. So, so now instead crap. of get, so you get bad content but way better sound quality this week. It's like you know what the food is terrible, but the proportions are excellent. Delightful. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, um, I was listening to the. Scott Holman podcast with Ryan Smith. Hey! And... I haven't heard it yet. It was actually really good. I also didn't know that's what Ryan sounded like. I don't know what I expected Ryan to sound like. But Tony Tim? never met him, Adam. Never, never met him. Oh, well. we, I, I almost, we almost met in Atlanta that one time. That's right. But he, uh, Dustin from Scott and Holman, asked Ryan an interesting question. Which one of these things happens first? USF football wins a New Year's Six game? Okay. Or the freshmen on this year's basketball team play in any meaningful postseason game? Oh, New Year's Six. Six, yeah. Year six. Yeah. This basketball program is dead and buried for a while. Like it, it's fast. It's easier to get good fast in basketball, but that implies that you have resources, money, fans, time. Bedrock. Right. Like <sighs> something. Like, and I just think Brian Gregory's just thinking too big out of the hole. Like, give that man all the time he needs to just, just get this. Yeah, thing like a, a decade. Honestly, <laughs> if in four years you told me this team still hasn't made an NIT, I totally if any of his current players' kids come back <laughs> and he still hasn't done then okay you know okay. what then, look at your options then we gotta but until then exploring. let the man roll let him do what he needs to do this is it's the worst job in america right now hey J- justin brown freshman looked good last year he made that crazy turner or last week against tulane made that crazy turnaround jumper uh david collins is a freshman how do you let that by the way if you're tulane how do you let that shot get off i i that think that is I, some mike dunlevy defense right there now i think they just kind of I, everything was hitting for the bulls and they have three High rated, rated three stars in their recruiting class coming up. Okay, we'll see when they get here. So yeah, if they we'll get in and the, the, it works out, then who knows? Anyway, we'll, we'll see when they get here. But like until then, I'm not gonna worry about it because men's basketball. What are you gonna do? We good? I think we're good. I don't think it's getting good, but yeah, it's gonna be terrible. Uh, so thanks for listening. Um, we will be back next week, but we have better sound quality now, and we'll hopefully have better information and more stuff to talk about. If you're still listening to this, uh, email Colin and he will give you a dollar for your suffering. I will? Sure. No. It's like two bucks. <laughs> no. It's, it's coming out of your ass if it's your... I'll do the first five dollars after that at your ass. You don't pay me. Oh, yeah. Cut it right there. <laughs> and that's it for the Balluminati <laughs> podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, we'll have something better for you. Hopefully. Good Lord, well in the creek, don't rise. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.